Hi, I'm Caitlin. Hey, I'm Benji. And today we're making our first podcast. Woohoo! Why are we making a podcast? Well, we've been in the same fucking 500 square foot apartment together for, do you know how long, Ben? It's like 10 weeks of quarantine and I think 11. I think we're almost on 11 weeks, which is nuts. Uh, The last time I went to work was March 10th, the last time I took the subway and went into work. What about you? March 12th, and even before that, we were in the one bedroom, and I had a studio apartment for a few months, and okay, she does not care. Yeah, okay, no one cares. Let's not take it back to a year ago. We're going to talk about now. Okay. Um, So, yeah, so we are going to talk about what it is like to be bored with each other so in this case it really means you know clearly we're in quarantine so we're bored with each other in the same apartment but also in a relationship you do frankly get bored of each other after you know that first few months is over and so we thought it would be cool for people to be honest and talk about that um and then also talk about what you do to spice it up like how do you keep it exciting like how do you stay together um and then you know just how that involves in our daily lives and we're recording this about six hours before our two-year anniversary so yeah we thought what better time to (laughs) bitch and shit on our relationship (laughs) than our anniversary so we will also talk about that cool so um First of all, we just want to acknowledge that, like, yes, this is a podcast um, in part about being in quarantine together, but, you know, coronavirus is something that's super serious um, and that has affected us, something that, you know, we're so sad living in the thick of it in New York City to hear stories of people who've been affected. Um, so we we don't intend in any way and we never will intend to, like, make light of the situation um, or to not acknowledge our privilege of, you know, having a, you know, comparatively easy uh, coronavirus experience so far. Um, we're so thankful for the essential workers that have made our quarantine okay and have kept us safe. Um, and we experience that every day with deliveries, with, you know, just different things that we've been you know very lucky to have uh so we wanted to start off saying that and saying thank you to everyone thanks to amanda if you're listening she's my friend who's a nurse at i think bellevue hospital um thanks to everyone else who's a nurse who's a doctor who's an essential worker yeah um yeah so what's our experience been like we have been living in brooklyn in this one bedroom apartment how would you say our experience has been, Ben? I think it's been mostly good. Like, we've been frustrated with each other for sure. But the fact that nine weeks into a quarantine together, I think we love each other even more so is a really big win, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like being in quarantine has made me overall more sure of our relationship and, like, that we're moving in the right direction, like, toward probably, you know, a more serious step versus... You can say it. I don't want to say it, um, <laughs> versus breaking up. Uh, so that's good. I think a lot of couples, I've heard it's been the opposite. It's sort of like this, um, what's, there's a better word for it, uh, but Sick inflection point. Yeah, like where you're like, okay, like either this is really going to work or this is really not working. So I guess overall it's been cool to feel like, you know, we are working. Yeah, and that's um, a jump the gun on this, but I think there are probably couples who... They spend this time together and probably in the moments of free time and alone time they have are like really second guessing or questioning or really thinking stuff through. And I I personally don't find myself doing that. But it's also crazy to be so close to someone 24-7. Like I normally work from home one day a week. Um, So I'm used to like the working from home part is not so crazy for me. And I work for a tech company and most of my team actually works in France. So like I'm very used to not having everyone I work with with me and to do the whole Zoom thing and so on. But I'm not used to doing it while Ben is like playing a game five feet away or while the dog is like running around in circles or while like we're getting a delivery of water, whatever. Um, Yeah, it's just really interesting to be around the person you love 24 7 and not have that break of like oh I'm going out with friends for lunch or like oh like I'm riding the subway even and I can listen to my music uh what do you think Ben? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly right. Even the dog is bored with us to some degree. So, I, so uh, I think the first two weeks he was so excited that we were home more and not dropping him off at our wonderful doggy daycare. But I think by now he's sort of like, I got another day of you guys. So he doesn't talk like that. He, he speaks in a much more eloquent voice. But um, yeah. Um, so yeah, we should talk a little bit about like what our job sitch is like during the queue. So as I said, I've been working for a tech company. I feel extremely, extremely lucky that like my company, my CEO, my boss, my boss's boss, they've said over and over again, like you have job security, we're doing well, don't worry about it. If you need any accommodations, we'll, you know, make it work. They gave us a budget for any office supplies, which I actually haven't used because believe it or not, nothing I want to buy is like a monitor. Um, it's all stuff that would be more fun. I did think about, could I expense a ring light for Zoom, but I decided not to ask HR. Um, what is a ring light? Oh, it's like this light that bloggers and stuff use, and it may, it's just like... Oh, the TikTok light. Is it called, is that... Wait, it may be a ring light, but I think yeah, I see it with the yeah, TikToks. Yeah. It's like this, yeah, it's a light that people use, like... Um, and it just makes you look prettier. So I did just order that. I don't think I'm going to expense it. Um, but anyway, my company's been really super supportive. They even gave everyone a mental health day last Friday. So I've been on like one end of the spectrum where I feel like my experience during quarantine, thank you so much to my company, which I won't be shouting out unless we get a sponsorship. <laughs> Alina, Alina, if you're listening, you know, let me know what you think. Um, but yeah, no, my company has been like the best of the best. Um, but Ben, what's your experience well, been like? First of all, you don't need a ring light to look pretty because you already are. And saying Stop. stuff like that is how uh, I survived this quarantine with her. Um, Stop. Second, my experience has been different. Um, work was a little bit light the first couple of weeks of the, um, well, the wait, quarantine. Well, wait, tell them what Yeah, you so do. what I do is I'm a copywriter at an advertising agency, technically a senior copywriter. I'll... Uh, shout out that title. Um, what I, that means is half of my job is concepting, coming up with ideas, and then the other half is writing, writing headlines, writing taglines, writing you know Average. anything. Yeah, anything from TV commercials to Instagram posts, and so it's a really cool job, and I love it. But I was furloughed a few weeks ago. Um, the good news is I'm not responsible for any of those brands doing the in these difficult times commercials. I did none of them. I was furloughed too early to do any of them, so I can laugh at those commercials with you. Um, I'm using it as a refresh situation. Like, I'm home. I'm trying to sleep in more. I'm trying to do all the things that I intended to do if I ever had free time, except for travel, of course. Um, and also, and you have yeah. financial privilege, so you don't I, I, yeah. have to worry for yeah. a few months. Like, in theory, you'll be hired back yeah. in July, and luckily we have the yeah. financial cushion, like, that that isn't going to really impact us. But I am applying for things. I'm trying. I Maybe I'm not applying as hard as you would like me to be doing, or as hard as I would be doing if I were in a more dire situation, but I'm going online every day. I'm clicking on applications. I'm reaching out to recruiters and creative directors. And if you're listening and you're thinking, wow, this guy is so articulate, I must hire him. Um, his book is www.benjishaw.com. So you could see his ads for 7-Eleven, his ads for Curb Your Enthusiasm. What else? What other brands? Um, Visa, uh, Nespresso. I don't know. I may edit this part out. I'm a little a little surprised with it. but um... No, I mean, I think I'm just saying so people can get yeah. an idea of what your background is. Um, Who I am and, and what I do. Who knows? Maybe the eight people listening to this podcast are, um, you know, the CEOs of BBDO and White and Kennedy. Yeah, Who knows? My dreams. Cool. Um, so, yeah. So, our day-to-day is pretty much that I go into the kitchen. That's where my mini office is. And I start having meetings anytime from, like, 8 to 9 a.m. is usually when my first meeting is. Before that, about a half an hour before that, I wake up, I walk the dog... And Ben is usually sleeping at this point, which is totally cool. Um, I make my coffee. That's a new thing. I always had cold brew at the office. Or if I needed to, I'd grab Dunkin', which is right by the train, the subway. But now I ordered a coffee maker like the first week that we were home. And I love it. Um, I think even after this is over, if we ever do go back to like a regular commute, I'm still going to make my coffee because it's really nice to have it before I even like get on the subway um 
yeah, and then I'm usually in meetings through to the afternoon. Ben wakes up, I don't know, what time would you say you wake up? Like, 10? I, like, wake up, like, 9.45. I get out of bed, like, 10.30, because I just, like, lie down and pretend I'm asleep. And <laughs> if I keep my eyes closed and don't get under the blanket, like... And then he... Don't... ...off while I'm in a meeting. Hey, and then... we're going to edit that part <laughs> No, out. we're not. And then, um, Heather Ray Young. And then... What's up? And then, um, what's the other one? Heather Car- Ray, Carly, Heather, what's her name? Heather Ray Young, first of all, is, okay, is okay. not a porn star. She's just a talented well, real estate No one said you only can jerk off to porn stars. Um, but what's the other one named? I don't, I don't know what okay. you're talking about. Well, I'll check the, the search the, history yeah, the part later. Is the fuck out. No, this is going to be funny. This is real. Um, yeah, so anyway, then Ben wakes up in various states at around 10 a.m. I'm still in meetings. Um... You know, he does whatever, takes a bath, walks the dog again, reads yeah. an article, checks Twitter, and then... Um, I apply for jobs, though. Applies for jobs, of course. One thing, though, is I listen a little bit. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I, I eavesdrop a little on Caitlin's meetings, and I'm always really impressed with how articulate she is, how much she stands up for herself, how much she can express an idea, and I think it's really empowering. I guess that's, like, a cool... Thank you. Thank you, first of all. But I think that's a cool thing about, like, this time of being quarantined together. And when we say quarantine, like, what we really mean is stay at home. Like, we're not under strict, strict quarantine. Like, we still leave the house to walk the dog. Neither of us has had coronavirus, as far as we know. Um, But, yeah, no, this is a cool thing of quarantine is that, like, normally you would never come to my office, like, and hear me in a meeting. And, like, while you're not intending to listen, like, it's cool that like you do hear a little bit and get to hear a little bit of what I do because otherwise I don't think you would have been exposed to that ever. So I guess that's a cool thing. Yeah, I think so for sure. Um, yeah, and so I'm usually in meetings until like one o'clock or so and Ben always makes us lunch, which he's an amazing cook. So that's really made it easy for me. Is like I don't have to worry about cooking at all um why don't you talk about what we've been doing for food yeah so uh, i was going to talk about this a little bit more later oh, in the podcast can no i wait. can talk about it i've been doing uh purple carrot uh vegan meals which is a meal kit delivery system not and this sponsored is not sponsored yet. we just really However, like it but i if would you like want to, to sponsor yeah. us well, well that, that was gonna be my line you took my <laughs> line because we didn't she wrote the notes and then it surprised me except i was supposed to write down the three things that have kept me sane and three things that have driven me insane. Okay, so way, wait, to wait, spoil, way to spoil that we have a guideline for we, the podcast. Yeah, no, but everything else, Caitlin knows and not me. But one thing I did write down, Purple Carrot, I love you. I'm a big brand advocate. Um, if you don't hire me, um, which you can also do, please uh, sponsor me. And yeah. So yeah, so we've been having, anyway, it's a roundabout way to say, we've been having really good vegan meals from Purple Carrot for lunch or dinner every day or sometimes we just do a salad sometimes we just eat you know whatever we have in the house but ben usually cooks us an amazing lunch um and if beverly pizza would like to be our second sponsor they're at a local okay. place that we order from on we seamless really, although we're going to try to never, use seamless less. when have we ever ordered pizza for lunch though that's a lie. that's a dinner that's a lie we would never order pizza for lunch anyway but yeah you could sponsor us if you want we usually have pizza on wednesdays because that's when ben teaches his class he teaches an advertising class at miami ad school um i don't know if you're going to talk about that later yeah i'll talk about it. i wasn't going no, to but i will let's not get too into it but okay you could say what it is yeah so i i teach an advertising class there's a thing called miami ad school which is like Sort of like a grad school specifically for advertising copywriters and art directors. It's for profit. I went there. It helped me get into advertising. All the teachers are young professionals who really know what they're talking about. It's and called nepotism. It's, well, it's, actually, it's, hey, not, it's hey. not nepotism. It's oh, not. yeah. I, I guess we have to Hey, we're going to edit that out. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, 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 so, yeah. So, so what Miami Ad School is, that's where I teach. I teach at Miami Ad School, New York, which is a little bit confusing. Um, it's an advertising school, sort of like a grad school, except it's a certificate program for art directors and copywriters aspiring to work in advertising. I went there after college. It changed my life, and now I try to give back. And all the teachers are young professionals who really sort of know what they're talking about. And so that's my Wednesday nights. And Caitlin is respectful and out of my way on Wednesday nights when I teach, which is very nice of her. Yeah, I think that's a hard thing is, like, he's in our living room teaching virtually for, like, three and a half hours, it feels like. 
um, with like student questions and stuff. And so I just have to stay out. But luckily, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is on at the same time. Summer House, I think, was on at that time. Do you have a favorite Real Housewife you want to shout out? Not like one housewife. I don't know this one. I know. I mean, I would. I love Erica Jane. I guess that's my favorite. But I, she's not gonna listen to this. But um, Erica, yeah, real, if you're listening. Real, stop. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is the best in the franchise. But anyway, so yeah, so I'm busy with TV. Calm down. Um, <laughs> let's talk about unless you want to start talking about your favorite females again. We can go back. Favorite to that. females, Kate, Caitlin, <laughs> um, Mrs. Didson, Caitlin's mom. If you're Ew. listening, I love you. You're wonderful. <laughs> Um, Mrs. Dibson. Okay, let's talk. I'm going insane. So let's go to our guideline, and that means that we're going to talk about some things that kept us sane during quarantine. For let's, sure. Let's, like, trade off and go, like, I'll say one thing that's keeping me sane, you say one that's keeping you sane. Can you repeat that? Because there's a vibration. I feel like that may have fucked it up. So can what you just say... What do you mean say, there's a vibration? It, there's, I got a notification in it. Oh, okay. We are going to go back and forth with our things that have been keeping us sane so far. I didn't even finish my day. So basically... I got you to lunch then I sometimes have a few more meetings in the afternoon a lot of times I'm just like focused on doing work then I wrap up my work day usually around 5 5 30 um and then it's like our time then we just hang out together as a couple usually do a family walk a long walk with the dog sometimes we'll peloton sometimes I peloton around lunch if like if I don't eat a big lunch I'll do it before or after um, yeah, so that's a good segue into the things that have been keeping me sane. So the first one on my list, and this is not sponsored again, nothing on this podcast is sponsored. We're losers. We have no sponsorships. Um, is Pel- is Peloton. Though I will take a Peloton treadmill if they want to sponsor us. Right now we have the bike. So I bit the bullet and I bought the bike maybe week two of quarantine. Um funny story so I wasn't sure if I was going to do they have the bike is around like $2,500 with taxes so it's a big expense um and so I wasn't sure if I was going to do the financing or not which is like basically like all in you end up paying around like $100 a month for the bike over you know x amount of months or $60 whatever you want um or you just pay for the whole thing up front so I, I signed up for the financing so I was like oh that'll be like you know nice whatever and I did not get accept. I got accepted but it did not recognize my photo because I was taking photos of myself like late at night this was like I make big purchases like this like late at night like impulsively so I was taking photos of myself and I just looked so fucking ugly that the affirm or whatever it's called did not recognize me compared to the photo on my passport well you were a blonde in your passport no 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 no. um no mm, I gotta get closer to the microphone maybe maybe but it wasn't that it was just like I looked so different I looked so ratchet um it didn't recognize me. And then once you get, like, declined, like, even though financially I was approved, but then they have to do the photo part to verify your identity. So once they don't verify your identity, like, that's it. Like, you're not there. They, like, will not let you on the platform. So then I was like, okay, fine. And so I just bought the bike, like, in full out, like, in cash, like, paid, it, paid it off immediately. And I was like, okay, so I need to use this. I just spent so much money, like so much money on this bike um and pay for it in full it's done like and it's been really good though like i feel like we're really getting our money's worth i love it i do it almost every day um just from my living room it's in our living room and yeah i just love it and even though like i bought it really because i care a lot about losing weight and i have not lost any weight doing it so far <laughs> why is that funny it's not funny okay uh, okay <laughs> Um, yeah, these are the moments when you wonder why you're in a monogamous relationship. Um, I was doing like the back of like, like, you know, on like the radio shows in the morning, somebody does. Yeah, like that. Okay. You have a small penis. (laughs) (laughs) Is that great? Yeah, uh, this is content. He doesn't, um, really, but, really, but, um, good to do the laugh track. Anyway, so the Peloton, love it. Uh, yeah, what are your what's your number one? Yeah, so number one on my list now it feels kind of uh, weird to say, but number one on the list there it was you. Um, you keep me sane, and I love having you here with me. Aw, so, that's sweet. Yeah. What about me? Um. Well, one without you, I would theoretically be alone and very bored. 
And two, even if there was somebody else who was not you, I don't think I would love them as much or have, like, the same relationship with them. And I think you have a level of maturity to you where typically, oftentimes you have a level of maturity to you where I can uh, learn and grow being around you. And I think it's really difficult to learn and grow during quarantine. And if, if anyone out there isn't learning or growing, that's fine. But the fact that I'm becoming a better person while I'm spending more time with you, even just doing this podcast with you, it's, it's good to have you in my presence. Aw, well, that sort of made up for you laughing about me not losing weight on the Peloton. <laughs> um, sort of. Well, I, the, the joke par- par- the joke will be on him when we're married and he's paying for our like my myriad like body surgeries like doing like a full Kylie Jenner on my body. So you know, laugh away now when it's our money. Pa- we'll see part of the joke, however, is that like, first of all, I think you're beautiful as you are. Second of all, you get on the Peloton. And then you get off and you're like, oh, did I lose weight yet? And you go over to the scale and it's like, no, it's got to take time. Trust the process. Let it take a month. Let it take two months. And then, you know, you'll see progress. Mm, We'll see. Okay. So my number two on that note is Animal Crossing. So here's a story that will make Ben sound good. One day, I said I want a Nintendo Switch. And I just said it kind of casually, like, oh, yeah, like, I kind of want a Nintendo Switch. And then a few days later, I came home from work, and it was, like, packaged and, like, on the couch. And I was like, what is this? And it was just, like, a gift. Like, I don't even know if it was wrapped or if there was a bow on it or a card or what. And I I don't know where Ben was. Like, I just came home, and I found this present on the couch. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is so cool. Um, but then, you know, I work, I travel, I don't really have a social life, but I'd like to say I do. So I hadn't really spent that much time on the Nintendo Switch, even though Ben got it for me in like the fall maybe. Um, but now that we're in quarantine, like what else is there to do? And I've become so into my Nintendo Switch. I've played like probably four or five different games. Uh, but my favorite one is Animal Crossing because there really isn't that much that you do. Like you, and that's why it's so addictive. It's like Neopets slash The Sims. Like you're just like on this cute island, like you're picking coconuts, you're like buying outfits, you're trading outfits, you're buying fake Velasquez paintings for your bedroom. You're talking to like cute little mice and salamanders and trading items. And like, it's so mindless and so, so stupid, but like that is why you get sucked in. Um, so yeah, I'm really into Animal Crossing. Ben hates it because I spend so much time. I'm going to talk about that in a second. It's not hate. It's a little more complex than that. Okay. Also, I don't know what a Velasquez painting is. That's fine. That's not why I love you. Okay. So I, can I talk about it? Yeah. So I have a love hate relationship with Caitlin and her video games. The love part is that, you know, when we don't have that much space from each other, it's really, really nice for me that that there are times that Caitlin has something that she is focused on that is her thing and I have a little bit of me time and a little bit of space and it's sort of almost like a pacifier maybe a disrespectful way to describe it but it's sort of like a shiny object that can get Caitlin's attention for a while and let me have my own time the thing I don't love about it and I know I think typically the gender roles here are reversed typically it's it's the women like ah the guy spends so much time with video games I don't like video games I, to me, I'm like, why are you sitting around playing hours of video games? And then you're like, oh, I don't have time to talk to you or whatever. I don't have time to, like, watch a TV show with you or do something together. And it's like, yeah, but you're playing Animal Crossing. Yes. Um, I see both sides of that. I think it's fair. I don't think it's fair, though, to make, like, a hierarchy. Like, I'm also a huge reader. Like, I read the New York Times almost every day. I'll read The Economist, I'll read The Financial Times, I'll read, you know, every book on the bestseller list, it feels like, like, I have highbrow, I don't know, what would you say, consumption habits as well, but, like, I don't think, like, oh, like, me, like, reading an article by Gia Tolentino is, like, I think that's great, but I don't think that me playing Animal Crossing is, like, below that necessarily, especially during quarantine. And well, I know there's, not- there's no hierarchy to me. I don't think video games are better or worse than books or better or worse than TV or movies or even highbrow movies are better or worse than, like, I like Superbad and a lot of movies like that. I, 
I just think you play a lot of Animal Crossing. Okay, well, if you're out there and you play a lot of Animal Crossing, you know what I feel. But I, but I understand, the, the most, I get it, I get it. Yeah, the most highbrow form of media consumption, of course, is podcasts, and please listen to ours <laughs> Listen profusely. and subscribe. Listen and subscribe. That's what people say on podcasts. I don't, I don't know that. I don't really listen, listen to subscribe. podcasts. Um, okay. Uh, where are we with things that keep us sane? Uh, so it's my turn. Yeah, you go. Number two thing that keeps me sane. Um, Max, my beagle mix, where are you? Actually, Caitlin's beagle mix. So Caitlin and I met, and Caitlin had just moved to New York and was like, I love my dog. I was like, oh my God, I want to meet your dog. He said, well, he's my parents right now. I'm in an apartment that isn't dog friendly um, just for a month. And then things happened. The job she moved to New York for didn't work out. And it took, you know, six or seven months. And then she flew the dog up. At this point, we weren't officially living together. But she was sleeping over my apartment every night. This little studio apartment in Queens. And... In a luxury I, building with a rooftop with a pool. It wasn't, okay, it wasn't yeah, like we yeah. were roughing it here. But it was a really small space. And she was. She said, okay, we're going to move the dog up. And I was like, what, what if I don't like the dog? Anyway, dog comes up. It's Christmas Day. Within a second of seeing the dog at the airport, meeting Caitlin, Caitlin and Max at the airport, I like, I have a new best friend. So Max, I don't know where you are. He may be on his bed. He's he may be on our me. bed. All right, right Max, here. you're my best friend. I love you. Uh, one, having an excuse to go outside, but two, just having your company and your love has been the best okay, part. Okay, so that was a weird story. I actually, like, would not have wanted to share that immediately because I feel like there's a lot of nuance with that, and it's probably the thing that I... That could be its own episode. That's probably the thing I feel the worst about that's ever happened in my life is that I moved to New York with the intention to bring my dog with me in a month. I was in temporary housing, and so he was just supposed to stay with my parents for, like, a month while I got settled. Um... The job I moved here for was, like, extremely toxic, really just a messed up experience. I'm not sure how much I can say because, like, I had to sign different documents and things like that. But it was just a really, really bad experience. And it took me a while to find the right job, like, a job that I felt like could financially support me in New York, that aligned with what I wanted to do. It took a long time. Um, longer than I thought. And so in that time, I didn't want to fly Max up thinking like, okay, like at that point I was also interviewing in other places. Like if I got the right job in the Bay Area, if I got the right job, you know, anywhere, I would have moved there for the job at that point. Um, so it didn't make sense to move Max up. And it just kept taking like every month I would be like, oh my God, I can't believe another month went by. Like, and I would cry myself to sleep like every other night, like missing him. And it was just one of those things that like, it wasn't intended to last so long, but just things kept happening or like I would be close to like signing on a job and then like the hiring manager would get fired. So they'd put the job on hold and then I'd have to start from square one. Like it was just a nightmare period. But it was also interestingly like the time that like Ben and I were really like starting to date and like our relationship, like we were the most in love. So it was like weird because I had that to distract myself, but it was also one of the worst periods of my life because I wasn't with Max and like there was just so much like insecurity and like I was able to negotiate a decent amount of money when I left that job that was bad in New York um but I knew it was going to run out eventually um yeah so anyway we weren't really supposed to talk about that but that is interesting background and it all worked out Max came to New York um and yeah, he and Ben fell in love immediately. Ben and I ended up like moving in together and then we got our apartment here now in Brooklyn that we've lived in for, um, what, like a little over a year together. I feel like podcasts, we can either put our best selves forward or put our most real selves forward and do something entertaining. And it's tricky because right now this is a thing. I'm glad you are listening, whoever you are, but we're not, we don't have a million listeners. So it's interesting sort of the, the balance between how much we want to put ourselves out there versus how much. Yeah, like, I feel like we're being real and like that's, I feel like with this kind of a podcast, like not that I want to air all of our dirty laundry and be like, this is what I hate about my in-laws. And like, this is, <laughs> this we is We love like, you, mom and dad. Okay. Um, 
you know, like, we're not, we don't want to get, like, dirty with anything, but at the same time, we want, like, we don't want to be fake either and be like, yeah, we have an amazing relationship, we never fight, we've never had things that were hard, like, we're totally soulmates, like, and it's weird because I feel like I hear a lot of couples like that and they're like, oh my god, yeah, like, we never fight, I love him so much, like, I'm like, do you really feel that way? Like, maybe I'm just, like, I'm... Like, what I do for work is I do research and strategy. So, like, part of me being good at my job is being highly critical and kind of finding the flaws and finding the problems and finding the areas that could be augmented. Like, so I think that part of it's just, like, my personality. Like, I've never met anyone that I was like, oh, like, this person. Like, there's nothing wrong with them. But what what do you want to say? Being friends with someone is knowing that their relationship isn't as good in real life as it appears on Instagram. So if you if you look at some couple and think their couple go- couple's goals because of their social media p- presence or because of their podcast or whatever, like understand they're human beings and they get annoyed with each other. Even that cute photo they posted together, there was a whole discussion possibly about what filter was correct or could you post that photo or not post that photo or who looked better in that photo, um, what the caption should be. Um, Thanks, eh. Dad. Um, Ouch. So let's jump into our last one of the things that kept us sane. Um, so for mine, I was tied between Netflix and Amazon, which are interesting because I feel like they're like big tech companies that a lot of people like to shit on, but... At this time, during this pandemic, I feel like they've really saved people, um, that people have felt like, you know, I, I, and when I say people, I mean myself, like, I don't know how I'd be getting, like, tactically, like, food, how I'd be getting toilet paper, how I'd be getting stuff like that without Amazon, like, and as flawed and as, you know, there's a million think pieces you could read about why Amazon is problematic and, like, we don't need a trillionaire in the world and so on, like, I'm not saying that that's wrong, um, but when you need toilet paper, when you need lunch, like, at least in New York, where, like, we truly, like, could not go out except for, like, real emergencies for weeks, like, they came in the clutch. Um, And then Netflix, too. We need to be entertained, um, you know, and so I feel like that Netflix, like, some of my favorite memories of this quarantine have just been, like, watching Netflix with you, Ben, like, hanging out, watching series, um, we're really into Dexter right now. We're into Selling Sunset. Um, so it's Ben does not really like TV, so I feel like this time it's forced him to binge watch shows with me, and I really love that. For sure. So I have mixed feelings on Amazon. One, I don't think I would be able to survive this situation without them. Um, two, I wish they paid their warehouse workers more. One thing I think that has been really interesting, we watched a little bit of Amazon Prime as well as Netflix, and we really liked the show Upload, and they talk... Oh, yeah, I love that one. There's a little bit of, like, talk about wealth inequality. That's sort of a theme of the show, and I think it's really interesting that's on Amazon and sort of self-aware. Yeah, I think Amazon Studios is, like, a pretty separate branch from, like, like, Jeff Bezos and his core team and stuff. So, like, I think they get pretty much free run to do different things. I don't know if they'd ever make a doc that's like criticizing like Amazon's labor practices, but I think in terms of like lightly poking fun of tech and stuff, I think that like they do give them like that sort of creative freedom, at least from what we saw on the show. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So it's my turn for it's your turn. the third thing that has kept me sane. I already talked about a little bit is purple carrot. I enjoy cooking and I didn't think I would enjoy cooking my life before stay at home was like I go to work. I don't really have time for breakfast in the morning, but maybe I buy like a uh, a bagel and cheese, egg and cheese sandwich, uh, somewhere near the office. Then I, then I get lunch and I maybe a healthy lunch and maybe a sweet green lunch, but I'm still paying a lot of money, and it's just a quick lunch. I probably get a snack, and then I get home and I can either go to the gym, or eat. And if I go to the gym, then it's. 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock by the time I'm done that. And then I eat a late dinner and I'm starving. And I don't really cook that much. It'll either be really quick or it'll be something that I got like from a diner or something on the way home. Um, but purple carrot, it's, it's fun to make. And now that I have the free time, I enjoy cooking. The food I make is good. It's really photographic. And Caitlin loves it. And I think she's almost getting like 
spoiled with my cooking. It's like having a chef at home if I can toot my own horn a little bit. Yeah, that's fair to say. Um, Definitely, it's weird. I feel like almost everyone I've ever dated seriously liked to cook. And I, as the woman, like, hate cooking. So it's, like, weird to think that. Speak towards the mic a little bit. Oh, speak up. Sorry. It's weird Um, that, I, like, I feel like I've been hashtag blessed with um almost... Blessed. Almost everyone I've dated has, like, cooked for me instead of vice versa. Um, But Ben is the best cook. Um, And also, like, it's really cool how Ben became vegan slash vegetarian for me. Vegetarian. Um, Yeah, like, we try, I would say that we try to eat, like, 80% vegan, maybe a little bit less. And then we also have, but we're always vegetarian, but we try to eat as vegan as possible and, like, that is something that I think is like our value as a couple because we love animals and Ben was not that way before we met. Well, I loved animals. I just yeah. didn't like my favorite food was a cheese. He steak. wasn't like chopping up chickens for fun, but <laughs> he wasn't eating them. Um, yeah, it's one of the things when we first started dating, when we would have conflict, I'd be like, yeah, if we ever break up, I'm going to, you know, not be vegetarian. And, and to me, that's just a simple truth. But to her, that's like me saying like, if you break up with me, I'll murder thousands of cows and chicken and pigs. And so, like... I mean, and I felt like, you know, what am I going to do? It's your personal decision. And, like, I've never... If you're my friend, you know this. Like, I've had friends um, who are my same friends that I've had for decades. And, like, not everyone's a vegetarian. And, like, I would never preach to someone. I would never, like, you know, do the hard sell on it. But, like, if you're my life partner and we're living together, like... I'm not going to buy that stuff for our refrigerator. I'm not going to love it if you're cooking it in front of me. Um, so, yeah, it's something that I think we were both, like, had to come to terms with. Like, Ben wasn't immediately vegetarian either. Um, I remember the day that you told me that you were going to sort of make me vegetarian. I don't remember this. So we're at the Whole Foods buffet, and I'm picking out the foods, and she sort of helped me pick the healthier foods instead of the things that I may gravitate toward. And then she says, you know, so-and-so's boyfriend lost a lot of weight when he switched to vegetarian. I was like, oh, that's an interesting story. I didn't really put two and two together. And then I was like, okay, do you want me to not have the chicken? She said, yes, I want you to not have the chicken. And that's when I knew my life might change. Also, on the other side... um, See, the, I didn't know. That. I was just making a comment. No, no, I, I thought like, you were, and then you explained to me that I was not yeah, going to have the chicken. I mean, I no, but I didn't. I didn't say no. You can't have the chicken. And you, but you, I guided made clear you. You would be mad at me if I had the chicken anyway. One thing I want to say though is that with with veganism and vegetarianism, there's always someone who takes it more seriously than you do, and someone who can judge you. And I don't think. That is something I love about this. I've made a, you know, complete 180 with my dietary choices. And I don't have a lot of discipline with my eating. I'm, I'm a little overweight. I eat more than I want to eat. Same. I snack more than I want to snack. Same. And the fact that I completely cut out meat is, is humongous. And yes, maybe there are things that, that if you believe in animal rights, you think I could be doing better. But I'd rather you applaud me on the the changes I have made than, you know, one time I told someone, yeah, I'm going partially vegan. And they said, that's like saying you're partially celibate. And I was like, I was telling you something that I thought you would be proud of because I've made a major lifestyle change and you insulted me and that that hurt and that felt mean and and. And to clarify, that was not me. I know not that her. Yeah. one might infer that was me that was being mean, but it no. wasn't. Someone I don't know that well, but someone who I know is like on social media at least super woke and and uh, cares a lot about you know. Yeah, and I'm not perfect either. Like I have bags, I have shoes, like I have stuff that's not vegan. Um, I try my very very best. I've been vegetarian since I was four, and. You know, we support Capsicle Animal Shelter. We support Korean Canine. We support Bunny's Buddies. Like, we love to donate and, you know, otherwise support, go to events for animals. Like, we try to do as much as we can, but are we perfect? No. Um, Catskill Animal Sanctuary is one of the, the funnest, greatest weekends I had uh, with you, and I can't wait to get back there. Yeah. And we brought Max as well, our dog, which is Yeah, we were awesome. actually supposed it. to go a few weeks ago, but obviously we've been bored in the house, so we haven't. But And in the house bored. We will go in the fall or whenever it's safe. Anyway, okay, let's go to... 
things that drive us insane. So I'm going to... These are things that drive us insane during quarantine. For sure. Um, do you want to start, Ben? Yeah, I'll start. Um, just like you were number one on the things that <laughs> hey. made me happy, uh, you're you know. number one on the things that drive me insane. I, I don't think it would be accurate or honest to go any other way. We spend a lot of time close to each other, and we, you know, bicker a little bit, and and there are the little little things that always, like, she bought a Peloton for the two of us, which I find awesome, but I have a free Peloton, which is phenomenal. And we share stuff, typically, and I share a lot of my clothes with her by choice or not by choice. She's sharing the Peloton with me, but then sometimes she'll say... Yeah, you I'm share, gonna... like, a $4 Hanes t-shirt with yeah. me. I share Shout a $2,500 piece of exercise equipment. Yeah, but I say, um, I say I'd like to get on the Peloton, and she may be like, well, I'm about to do it. And then it takes her an hour to do it. And then the time that she relaxed and had her coffee and got ready, I could have gotten a full workout in. And and it's little things like that that, like, I feel like relationships are, like, when it's a sustained and repeated situation, little things like the temperature of the room when you go to sleep or the time you go to sleep or Caitlin likes to look at her phone in bed and I hate that. We could do an entire episode are on that, I don't think it would be good for our relationship to do that. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if could... our listeners want that level but yeah, of like, minutia. Yeah, so I think it's it's normal for for um, couples in a situation like this to drive each other a little crazy. Yeah. Love you, though. I will say you're also my number one. Um, All right, I won. Can I say this? So you have OCD. I'm not diagnosed. I have ADHD diagnosed. I have some OCD tendencies. Okay. Um, I like turning off lights in a particular order and I scratch my eyes in a particular order. So this isn't like making light at the free. This isn't somebody being like, oh my God, I have such OCD. This is like, I literally do things that are like definition level OCD. Yeah. And I'm not really that personality. Like when it comes to work, I'm pretty organized. Like I have a to-do list every day and like I'm organized like in certain um, areas of my life or like in the past like as I've gotten older I'm a little bit less into fashion I mean I still am but I'm a little less like crazy about it but like but you're stylish thank you babe but yeah growing up I was so 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 particular about what I wore and I like never ever repeated outfits ever and like so what what I'm trying to say is like I can be very particular when it comes to certain things but then when it comes to other things I'm not like if I take a shower and then I leave like my bra on the floor of the bathroom like to me that's not a big deal like I'll pick it up when I feel like it maybe that's in two days like when I'm getting ready to do laundry or like if I finish eating like I might take an hour to put my plate in the sink and like I don't really care if I'm watching a show or like if I say I'm gonna work out like I want to have my coffee I want that moment to relax like the whole point of having for me exercise equipment in the house is that I don't feel like oh I need to run to soul cycle like I have to leave the house at like 6 42 where I won't make it like I love like to me that's like one of the best parts of quarantine is that I have a little bit more space in my day I'm not running to catch a train I'm not running to go to a class I'm not running to get in an uber to meet someone somewhere for a restaurant reservation like and Ben is very methodical and like a clean he, home is he, a happy home. He likes to control time and he likes to control other people's time where it's like he'll be like, So, are you gonna take the dog for a walk at eight oh five or at eight ten? And I'm like, I don't wanna commit to a fucking time. I'm gonna take the dog for a walk when we feel like going for a walk. And so it's, it's a big thing for us on Saturdays, like even before quarantine, right? Like I wake up with like an agenda. And to me, it's like, this day is wasted. And Caitlin's like, it's a Saturday. Let's enjoy the Saturday. Yeah, I think, and if you read, like, the biographies of successful people, like, it's good to get things done, but it's also good to make it a marathon and not a sprint, especially when you're in your off time and you're, like, recharging. Like, for me, I work really hard at work. If I'm in a workout class, I work really hard. But, like, when I'm, when it's a Saturday, for me, that's, like, it's my Saturday and, like, I want to accomplish a couple of things. Like, I might want to work out. I might want to see a friend. I might want... And this is, like, obviously not during quarantine. Like, I'll have a couple of things I want to do. I might want to go shopping. I might want to go get my nails done. But, like, I don't need to adhere to, like, a 
it's a schedule. I don't need to pencil those things in. And Ben is the opposite. So I feel like being stuck in the same 500 square foot apartment and him trying to like be the time master and me trying to like chill, it's been, that's been hard for us. But I feel like it's less so during stay at home, even before I was furloughed, because I think, I think back in the day and, the, and back when the world was normal, Oh you God. only get your Saturday <laughs> and your Sunday, and, and you've got to get all of your errands and stuff done then. Here, even if you're working from home, you can get things done during the day. You can get a workout in during nine to five hours if your schedule allows. And I think that's one change I really like. I think I, I like some elements of work from home a lot. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's my turn with the is. second thing that annoys me and is driving me crazy. And apologies to the microphone. I need to unlock my phone. Okay, so the second thing that is this, okay, so the second thing that is annoying me and driving me crazy is balancing the fact that our living room and kitchen are now your office, and I <laughs> that's not your fault by any means. It's just that I wake up and I'm in my kitchen or my living room and I want to open the refrigerator and it is in view of a work call and I'm interfering. And then even the little things I try to do, like I tried to make a smoothie the other day while you were on a work call and every little thing I do, putting the little like lid, the bottom lid under the blender, um, making the smoothie, crushing it, the ice, turning it on, like every single thing felt like it was creating a, a loud scene for you. What I wound up doing is I took the like, the blender and I brought it into the bedroom and the dog was on the bed and looked very confused as why, as to why there's a blender on the floor of the bedroom while he's trying to nap. Cool for you. Second thing that annoys you. Um, the next thing that's driven me insane during quarantine and like this is something that I think most girls will probably relate to is just feeling like I haven't felt like glamorous or pretty or whatever at all during this time like I haven't had my nails done since March I'm not the type of person who can do their nails at home like that's just not it's not gonna work I wear acrylics like I have the shittiest brittle nails ever um I desperately need keratin I desperately need an eyebrow wax. I desperately need an everything wax. Like, <laughs> I just, I feel, like, so gross. But at the same time, like, we're in New York. It's still serious here. It's not worth, like, sneaking someone over to get eyelash extensions. Like, I'm pretty vain, but, like, it, it's not worth someone's life, you know, being risked or just, it's just not a good luck so I don't know when it'll be like that I get to like indulge in my beauty practices again like I've sort of been I kind of put on makeup for work like I do a lighter version of what I'd normally wear but like it's hard to like be motivated like it just doesn't feel the same when everything is gross um so yeah it's like so stupid and so vain and like of course like in like the pantheon of problems it, this is at the very, very bottom, and it's. I feel, like, embarrassed to even say that this is, like, what's driving me insane, but, like, it is. Like, the way you feel about yourself, like, it does affect you, and, like, I just, like, ugh, I just feel like I'm, like, in this Groundhog Day version of my, like, sloppiest self, so, like, that kind of sucks. Well, one, I think you're beautiful, but two, even as a compliment to even outside of being a compliment to you, I feel like it's a tough thing as a, as a boyfriend to to look at your girlfriend and think she's beautiful and have to know that she is struggling because she doesn't have her glam on and and doesn't feel beautiful and doesn't want a photo posted or or is feeling sad because she doesn't have her makeup done and that sucks but that's sort of segues nicely into my third thing which is that uh I feel like even though I've made some nice changes during quarantine I finally get to sleep the amount I want to sleep I'm cooking more, I'm cooking healthier, I'm eating healthier, I'm I'm exercising a little bit more. It hasn't translated, and I thought that if I could just do all of that, I'd get my, like, 25-year-old body back again. I'd get energy back again. I would feel super rejuvenated, and in some ways I do, but I don't think I solved every one of my problems in the way that I thought I would. 
Yeah. Um, I feel you on that. And that's why I think I was annoyed earlier when you said laughed at me, like not losing weight on the Peloton. Cause like that does piss me off that like, I feel like as you get older, like you do all the right stuff. Like I don't drink, I eat vegan most of the time I work out and like my body is like a nightmare. And it's like, that's, it's not one of those things. Like it just sucks as you get older. And like, I think the silver lining is that we have partners like each other that love each other and find each other attractive no matter what but like it does suck i would i would, wanna, I would like do really like fucked up things to have my body when i was 21 again i wouldn't want to date somebody who doesn't like food like food tastes good and it's a part of my life and if i could date like a 110 pound girl who wouldn't eat my cooking or wouldn't indulge in our like let's quickly uh make or order or whatever some dessert like, that wouldn't be fun for me. Like, yeah, I'd look cool in a couple of photos. First of all, I think you're prettier anyway, Caitlin. Second of all, like, I I couldn't deal with a lifetime of no desserts. Yeah. Um, what is the other thing that's driving me insane? Um, I think just, like, um, I think just, like, knowing that, like, basically, like, and again, when we're saying stuff that's driving us insane, we're not talking about, like, on a global scale. We're talking about, like, what, what we've experienced in our our corona journey. So, like, of course, again, like, there's a million more harrowing things that we want to acknowledge. But, like, in our personal day-to-day, what's impacted us, I would say the other one is just we had some really great travel that was planned for spring 2020. We were going to um, go to the Catskill Animal Shelter with Max. Uh, he's making a little noise in the background, by the way, but it's adorable. Yeah, he's itching. Sorry. He's, I guess, showing his disdain for our cancellation. He, um, We were also going to go to the Hamptons with Max. Um, in Italy. Yes. I was going to ex- expound a bit more. We were <laughs> going to go to the Hamptons with Max, and we got this really, really nice hotel topping Rose House. Um, we got like this like upgraded room that had like a special like backyard area for Max to run around in. I was super, super excited for that and to like take him to the beach and restaurants and stuff. Um, but we had to postpone that. And then, yeah, and then we were supposed to go to Italy, which is like the epicenter of coronavirus. Um, we were supposed to fly into Milan and then spend a week in Lake Como. And obviously we cannot do that this year so that sucks like we were supposed to do all of that in like april may and june and all of that's been wiped out like plus i would have been going to paris with work um maybe even somewhere else with work you missed detroit oh yeah well uh, i'm not i'm not really upset that i missed my week-long work trip to detroit but (laughs) yes i would have gone there too um no offense to anyone who's listening from detroit eminem if you're listening i love you (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, you know, it sucks to just feel like you lost that time and like those trips would have been really fun for us as a family, but you know, I think most of those will be able to postpone within the next year. I don't know if we'll go to Italy again in the next year. Like I kind of would rather just go somewhere else. Like Hawaii, Brazil, Miami again. Yeah. Well, we might move to Miami, but we'll talk about that. Probably on a different podcast. I'd love to, but I don't know. It's a possibility. It's a possibility, like, just because, like, we've, like, we literally cannot do anything fun in New York. Um, I'm personally terrified to ride the subway. I don't know when I'm ever going to feel comfortable, like, being on the subway for 30, 40 minutes with 100 strangers twice a day again. And you weren't terrified before this was No, 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 no. But this was before a pandemic happened. Like, there's just so many things that I wonder when they will be... Like, New York is so expensive to live here, but it's worth it, like, if everything's happening. If you have all the culture and your friends and your family and, like, you're, like, you have to be here for work and you have all those work opportunities. But, like, if tech is shifting to a more remote kind of, you know, perspective anyway... That I think takes the burden off of us needing to live here if the city's not returning to normal. So it's just a conversation we've been having, but we we don't know yet, and our lease isn't up until like March or April, so we won't make a decision anytime soon. I think it's really going to depend how quickly New York comes back. So I think that is our first podcast, and Caitlin, 
one podcast in, is our relationship going to live to see another day? Ew, I hate this question. Let's, we're not ending our podcast with like a prediction of like, are we going to break up? Yeah, I think our, I think our podcast is going to live to see another day. I think we're going to get engaged and married. I'm not worried about these things really. And I know maybe it seems like we bicker, but I think that's why our relationship is strong. And our podcast is good. And our podcast is good because we're super open and honest with each other. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, do you want to talk about our anniversary or nah? Oh, I mean, it's our anniversary at midnight. Um, one day we'll do the whole How We Met podcast. I feel like that'll be an interesting episode. I don't think that's for today. I don't think that's for our parents to listen to either. <laughs> oh, I wasn't taking it there. Um, uh, but yeah, so anyway, it's our two-year anniversary of meeting... In a few hours. Um, so we're really not doing that much. We're going to watch Netflix. Maybe we'll order like a special dessert or something tomorrow. Um, ben, do you want to tell them what you got me? Yeah, I got her a purse on the Real Real. And I'm Stop, it's not sponsored. Not sponsored. I got her a purse <laughs> on a, a famous website that women use to buy clothing and, and an attire and purses that is used but actually at like a higher value or something i don't fully understand it or one might say a luxury resale retailer yeah i bought her something the thing about these kind of presents is whenever i get like a really nice gift for caitlin i know there's something romantic about picking something out and surprising your girlfriend or your wife or your fiance or whatnot for me i pick something out and then i bring it to her like may i buy this for you because one, she's going to say yes, and two, I don't want to buy something for her and then have her not like it. I, I did that once. I bought her a bracelet, and she didn't like it. And she loved that I surprised her, but now she just has this bracelet that she doesn't wear. Which I like the bracelet a lot, and I loved coming home, uh, not coming home, coming back to our hotel in Paris and finding a Tiffany, bed on, uh, Tiffany bag on the bed. That's super romantic. I recommend it to any guy. You will definitely get laid if you do that. <laughs> but I loved it. It's just not, the bracelet's not like my everyday style, but I love that Ben did that for me. Um, it's an incredible memory. But yeah, I like it more, I think, when he, like, what he did this time for our anniversary was I didn't ask for anything. Like, I had no idea that we were even going to get each other gifts. Like, um, and so he called me into our room the other day and he was like, can you look at this thing? And he had all these different bags um, pulled up. Like he had new Prada bags, new Burberry bags. And he like looked at what was in my closet and was like, oh, you like pink, you like metallics. And he found bags that he thought were aligned to my style, which to me, that's like the most incredible part. Like that he was so thoughtful about like, what does Caitlin like? What's her style? Um, and then he also had a Chanel wallet on a chain from the real real. Um, and because as you know, regular Chanel is so crazy expensive. Even Chanel from the real real is so crazy expensive. Um, and yeah, but that was my favorite one. That one I love. It's really cute. It's not coming for a few days. Um, but I'm so excited to wear it and I'm so happy that he like did something so thoughtful for our anniversary um I really wasn't expecting it I really didn't not that I didn't care but like it wasn't something I was expecting at all um but it's super cool and I don't know what I'm going to get him because I didn't think we were Ooh. no you know that you know we weren't we weren't going to do gifts and yeah but I didn't know that you were going to do one now which I'm excited about yeah I think I'm just gonna like help you we've been trying to clean out our closets a lot um we've just been like making a lot of bags of stuff that we don't use and don't wear and donating it um, so we've done about two bags each so far of like jeans and dresses and just everything like that we no longer wear and just donating it. Um, so yeah, so I think now is a good time for us to buy you, Ben, or me, to buy you some clothes because you've been donating so much. For sure. So I'll probably just pick out some stuff that I think you would look hot in and All buy right. it for you. I feel like like as the guy, I'm always telling Caitlin how hot she looks. And Caitlin maybe compliments me in other ways, but when I get told I look hot, it's like a, a thing that I don't get that often, so I like that. And then I guess that's episode one. You can follow our podcast on Instagram at um, Pod. 
And then you can follow us individually on Instagram at CMD Style. Oh, our dog just sneezed. At CMD Style and at Ben Shawson. And if you want to follow our dog, it's at Beagle Mix Max. Maybe that's why he sneezed. He wanted to make sure we gave him the plug. Yeah, he's doing this little thing. Yeah, he's cool. making some noises, so we're going to go and check out his respiratory issues. But thanks for listening. If you made it this far, definitely DM us follow us let us know that someone is listening so we're incentivized to make more and juicier episodes yeah man